Hey there. You got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them? When it comes to sealing the deal, do you just throw out a number and hope for the best? Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach and let's build that million dollar pipeline together. Text the word money to 844-949-1984. That's the word money to 844-949-1984 to begin your million dollar pipeline challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today the boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. Welcome back to the show, Brad Herta. It's time for some blue collar BS today. How you doing, my friend? I am wonderful here in the great state of Wisconsin in this warm, rainy day, but we're expecting major winds over the next uh, two to three days it's here rough. in that 50 to 60 mile, hour, mile per hour range. So it's going to be a, the leaves will be off the trees after this weekend. Let's put it that way. Well, you know, we're a little bit ahead of you here in Detroit where the leaves are already gone and it's great because I am no longer doing yard work around Thanksgiving. So perfect. It that's is. Good for, that's perfect. good for you. Good for you. So we can watch those Detroit lions lose on Thanksgiving day. Awesome. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a tradition. I know it is. <laughs> it is a tradition. Don't want to mess that up. So, Brad, who do we got on the show today? Today, um, we are blessed to have a very young man who is a legend in the aggregate industry, who has um, created so much knowledge and opportunity and passion for the, the aggregate industry, uh, Mr. Bob Dahl. I am pleased to have met him through some uh, work that we've done together and some organizations that we work together with and uh, he's just an amazing, amazing man that has a passion to share his knowledge. And uh, I am grateful you shared what he with me, what he already knows, some, most some of what he knows. It's not all of it, but I am grateful because it's helped me become a better support for him and his team. So welcome, Bob. Thank you. Thank you, guys. For inviting me to this. Well, it was only back in February when the invite came out. Just for those on the just so people know, it's now November. 4th. Mm, wow. <laughs> I'm a busy man. I can tell you that because the uh, company I work for has me going every mile a minute. That's for sure. Uh, it is an uphill battle. I'm not going to deny it. You have a lot oh. going on in that world, right? So yeah, some struggles. Everybody struggles, but getting yeah, through it is, is a is a good day. It is fun. The journey is fun, Bob. It is fun. So, Bob, before we get really going into our conversation, first question we ask everyone is, which generation do you best fit in with? Well, I'm a boomer. I'm an old timer. <laughs> yes. And not afraid to say it. That's and right. Turning 65 on Tuesday, Election Day. Well, happy birthday. Make sure yeah, you don't vote. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the biggest thing for me in this time. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm still alive to do it. That's, that's right. That's good. So that's right. Um, 
Where does your passion to teach and transfer your wisdom come from, Bob? Well, you know, uh, so I was uh, born and raised in New Orleans, and I think the passion comes from my father. <clears throat> my father had a a sixth grade education, but he was a, a master mechanic, at, and he was great at what he did. Awesome. Um, and I could tell you a little short story, which is phenomenal, like basically started me off. I was currently dating my wife, you know, my future wife at the time. And this, this is a true story. So my uncle had given me an old rebel car at uh, AMC rebel car and a transmission. Oh, yeah. was they were made here in Wisconsin. Yeah. Connection. There, you go. there you go. So the, uh, the transmission was going out, and I had a date with Ann that Saturday. My wife is Ann, of course. And <laughs> I hope so. I my father <clears throat> during the week. I said, Dad, something's wrong with the car. And, and uh, he got in the car and drove it, of course. And he said, well, it's a transmission. He said, tell you what, son. He says, I'm going to go buy the parts on Saturday. We're going to pull the car up on the, uh, the rack, and we're going to change out the transmission and, and go from there. Well... Sure enough, I pull the car up on the, on the rack. We tear down the transmission. Now, this is Saturday morning at 6 o'clock. Now, you got to realize, my mother and father, I was one of five, and I'm the baby out this whole family. And I pulled the car up on the rack, and we started we tear the transmission down, and next thing you know, there's parts all over the ground. <laughs> and I made one mistake that day. I was... At the time, I was 17 years old, and I turned to my father, and I said, Dad, do you know what you're doing? Oh. <laughs> oh. Now, remember, this man is a master mechanic. Oh, I'm going to bet that transmission didn't go back together that day because Bob didn't know how to put it together. <laughs> nope. Um, so <laughs> my, my father said these words to me, never doubt your father. I said, okay. I said, Dad, the only other car that I had to drive at the time was a 1949 Chevy pickup. No air condition. You know, you open up the side what windows. What do you need air conditioning for in Louisiana? No, trust me. <laughs> you know, 95-degree temperature with 100% uh, percent humidity, you need, a, you need an air conditioner, especially dating a, a beautiful young lady. At five o'clock that afternoon, I was driving out that driveway with that car. Oh, really? He put it back together for you. So it gave me a, you know, my my father was a, a brilliant man of what he did. He even though he had a, he didn't have a, a, you know, a high school education or a college education. He was good at what he did, and it gave me, you know, some sense of direction. Of uh, if I was going to do something, I was going to do it right, and I was going to listen to to how to make it happen. So that's where I got it from. It's a great life lesson. It is. I, it, I, I was expecting him to just leave all the pieces and parts on there and take care of it on Sunday after you figured out how to go on this date um, and to yeah. teach you a lesson, to teach you a lesson that way. But kudos on him for putting it back together after he put you in your in your place. Yeah, so that's that's basically where I get it from. And, you know, you, you look at your family and, you know, being the youngest of five and having a brother 
uh, an older brother that worked for Bell Aerospace at the time, put Apollo 1, the capsule on the moon. Cool. Yeah, he worked at a local place that built the capsule and put it on the on the moon. So that's awesome. He was, a, he was an engineer, and I had a brother that was a biomedic engineer, and another brother that's an architect, and you know. And you play with rocks. And I play with I size rocks. That's basically <laughs> what I do. You know, it's a difficult thing, Brad. But you know, know right it, it, it sounds it, super easy. But after what you've just what you've shared with me and what I've learned from working with you and your and, and your employer it is not as easy as it looks. And and that's the that's where the brilliance comes in. And that's how I think your desire to be able to find the solution and find the right solution. Um, is kind of that lost art. So how have you been able to communicate that to the distributors or the other sales reps or the other folks in, in the industry over your decades of experience to instill mm. that sense of solution mm. providing? Well, you know, you look at the history of of some of these companies that are out there and you, know, you, you want to be the best at what you want to do, right? And you want to strive to show whatever client that you have that, you know, you're capable of solving a problem and that you're invested. I think that's the biggest thing for me is that I'm invested in trying to make their process better at what they do. Okay. And that's and that's a tough thing because some of these companies don't have any idea of, you know, what actually the process takes. So, Come on, Bob. Say it isn't so. No, it really? is. I'm, you know. <laughs> It, 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 Brad, you know, you walk into a company right now. It, someone told, told me something at one time, you know, walking into uh, an account, if you don't have the knowledge um, behind you to back up what you have to say, and some of these, you know, the maintenance guys know better. I mean, they, they know what's going on. And if right. you don't have that knowledge to communicate on their level, they're going to know, they're going to read you right away and send you on your way. No fake it till you make it, right? That no is correct. fake it till you make it. You know, you asked me, you know, when we first met, you know, what's my passion? You know, my passion is to teach anyone that's willing to learn. And if you're not willing to learn, I don't want to spend time with you. Because if you're looking for just an answer, just don't cut it. Mm -hmm. that is, I get an amen? That is Can I get awesome. an amen, Brad? <laughs> uh, you got more than an amen. I see your head, your head shaking uh -oh. over there. Like, don't don't Taco you have Bell one of those fun little buttons, like an amen and applause? The Taco Steve, Bell Chalupa dog. Oh, it's it. I, there's too many, right? Like, and and really, it leads to my question for you, Bob. Is is there any generations? Because we're talking generations on the show. Is there any generations that you have seen that have a different work ethic? Mm -hmm than others you know the you know we mentioned millennials all the time you, you know they're coming out of college these he's days. one of them <laughs> no even. well i mean there's some of them that you know that all they want to do is they come out of college and they want to sit behind a desk and not earn it you know um if you're not out trying to actually uh i don't know what profession that some of these guys are in but you know the ones that i deal with they have no application knowledge. You can be book smart, but you can't have that application knowledge. And, you, you know, they got it in their head. You know, you can basically dial it in somewhere, and it doesn't work that way. 
there's so many parameters that you have to overcome, uh, especially in my business. Uh, for instance, if you take a and being in the rock business, some of these gradations or some of the deposits that's coming across at you all the time are so different that you can't just gauge it by one gradation. I mean, it's it's really tough. Mother Earth is is always going to win. Yeah, so some of the millennials that sit behind the desk and, you know, think they know it all, mm-hmm. it, it's funny, you know, you, you talk about how many how many times you can prove them wrong, but again, <laughs> they got they got to listen and learn. So mm-hmm. th- th- there's there's another uh, there's another saying that I that I a little phrase that I say, you know, knowledge is for the youth, wisdom is for the elderly. It's when you use that knowledge, you know, where the wisdom really comes in at. So you you have to, you know, wisdom is is always good to have. Right. I was uh, I was at an event this week speaking on uh, generational differences, and I was in a break, and we were talking. To, I was talking to two young young ladies that were there. They're both twenty five years old, um, so tail end, front end of the Gen Z. Um, the one late one young woman was like, "Yep, I always just go to YouTube, find where I can find, and go from there." And uh, the other lady's like, "Yeah, I go to YouTube all the time. I fix my car all the time. I do all these other things." So I asked the question. I said, "Okay, you go to YouTube, you find the problem, you you find the solution to the problem you have. Do you remember the solution the next time the problem comes up?" The one girl who fixes her car said yes. The other girl said, "Nope." I I just go back and try to YouTube it again if I need to remember it. So that that knowledge and wisdom and that experience piece, it's even different amongst the the younger generation as well. But um, you're you're exactly right. Creating that wisdom to know to use the experience and knowledge to create the wisdom to recognize situations is uh, so critical. And time and seat can solve that in many cases. But you also got to know what to pay attention for and what to look around to make you more effective at your job. And I'm highly confident you were a very observant young man as you started out your career and have soaked all that in to now have all of the, okay, yep, I can see this and I can see that, but um, nobody else sees it the way you see it because of all the experience you have. You know, 44 years in the the same industry is like being married to the same woman for 44 years, which I, I am married to the same woman for 44 years. So Steve was laughing. I mean, think about it. You know yeah. how many, how many, how many newcomers of new the new generation are changing, going to different types of jobs. I mean, but being married to one industry for forty four years, you know, it, it, you got to be dedicated. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, and <clears throat> obviously you've. Well, let me ask you this question. Had you not been successful in the aggregate world, what would you be doing? You know, that's a good question. You know, Brad, I'm going to tell you that I don't know what I would be doing, but, you know, my passion in the past was, you know, when I was young, I was in college and I was going to be a vet. And I realized that, you know, at the time it wasn't, you know, I met this young lady and, you know, back 44 years ago, the world was different. So I wanted to get married and, you know, start a family. And, you know, it, that's the other thing that, you know, being married 44 years, you think about this as far as a career. You know, you want to be successful at it. 
And that's what I compare my marriage as, you know, my career, I'm successful at both. But, you know, there's another little thing that, you know, I just heard. Y'all know who uh, Kenny Rogers is. And have I mentioned this to you, Brad? Kenny Rogers and Steve Austin. So they in a fishing boat, right? Okay. And Steve Austin turns to, Steve Austin turns to Brett Favre. Right? Favre, Brett Favre okay. Yeah, Brett Favre is in this, it, uh, in this boat, right? Steve Austin says, you know, what do you want to, you could be anything you want to do in life, you know? And he says, you know, he says, I'm teaching children right now. I want them to learn the game of football, right? Okay. Being, and I'm the person that's been in this industry, you know, in the football industry. He says, I'm teaching my kids. And I'm, you know, and they, that's, that's a legacy that I want to leave behind. You know, I want to, I'm, well, you know, you also, you look at these kids these days and and wonder, you know, what parental guidance they have half the time, and it's just not there. And and that's, you know, the the younger generation that's coming up. That's where I, I want to be more effective. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a strange life, but again, forty four years in this industry. That's why I called you a legend. <clears throat> I sure better know something. <laughs> right. So with that younger generation. What are you most hopeful with um, from what you've seen from them? Well, you know, um, what I see in some of them, it, it, you know, it, it, and you can know who they are right away, uh, whether they have the drive and energy to listen to someone. Because, you know, it's like going to your grandparents, right? Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. Some of them want, some of these youth, you know, the younger Teenagers, they want to be with their grandparents, and some of them don't, right? Mm-hmm. So, and you can, you know, which ones that want to be there with you. And that's the ones I want to embrace and really pass along what I have in this brain. Um, you know, I give these screening classes on a regular basis, and, you know, I ask the questions how many of you have been in this business more than 20 years? And, Probably two or three hands come up, and then I go down less than five years, and half the room raises their hand. Right. And I said, well, if y'all really want to learn something, I said, get out your pen and paper because, you know, the information I'm about to give you is, is going to be helpful when you succeed in the future. You got you got to know those individuals that – and you can, like I say, you can identify them right away of who wants to learn. Absolutely. When I was with uh, Bucyrus and, you know, it was a very old company, hundred and some years old when I joined it, you know, the wisdom that was there and the knowledge that was there, you know, had to go back and create that trust and that relationship with all those engineers, all those folks that wanted to ask the question, you know, Dave Lang was one of the best guys ever. I could go up to him, ask him about a machine from the forties that we're working on. And you go, oh, yeah, that machine was at so-and-so and it did this or it was a Panama Canal machine or he, he just had so much photographic memory information. I'm like, Dave, um, you're going to forget more than I'll ever learn in my lifetime here. And uh, you just remind me of one of those types of guys where you, no matter how much you decide to share, um, nobody's ever going to learn what you have learned. And that is so cool that you're willing to share it with people who want to know more. So thank you for that, because it's important. It's important to have guys like you in industries where it's not sexy, it's not pretty, it's not those things, to be able to want to share 
and and have knowledge and wisdom transferred. It's it's super important. So thank you for that, Brad. The whole thing with me right now is you, you look at people that are just beginning this career and. I'm at the tail end of it. Why not share it? I just don't understand some of the mentality that if if you have that wisdom in your brain and and you at the end of your career, it's time to let some of it go and and bring it out to other people. It's hard. It's hard to do. Well, well you know me. I, sometimes I'm a troublemaker. Really? Right? Huh? Weird. Yeah. Wouldn't have guessed <laughs> that. Wouldn't have guessed that a Cajun guy being a troublemaker here, here up here in Wisconsin and throughout the throughout the country. I'm shocked. You know, when I see something that we can do and sitting in a container for freaking, you know, five years and nobody's messing with it, you're laughing. I mean, because I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, I go I go there in one day and say, wait a minute, time out. You know, I want to see something made out of this and I want to do it now. You know, the the initiative, the drive, you know, I don't know what they deal with on a day to day basis, but the importance of it, you know, to an industry where you're not even touching just, uh, you know, it just drives me crazy, you know, knowing the opportunities that we have to grow a company and it's sitting in a container somewhere for five years and we don't know what the hell it is. So you, you need to you need to draw that, you need to get out that comfort zone. And if it takes me to be that goddamn tr- troublemaker, I'm going to be it. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so let me ask you this. So let me ask you this, Bob. <laughs> what gets you outside your comfort zone? As a as the as an elder statesman in the industry, what makes you uncomfortable? What makes me uncomfortable? I don't know, Brad. I mean, right now, you, you know, the the older I get, uh, the more honorary I become, and it it doesn't affect me. I mean, seriously, you, you know, there's a pattern. There is a pattern. I mean, I get more ornery and older and as I get older, of course, but, you know, getting out of my comfort zone, I don't know. I don't know what gets me out of my comfort zone. Well, we're here. So we're here today. And I know this wasn't comfortable for you. Yeah. Well, right. So let's be honest. This is one of them. You know, Brad, here's the thing. I'm very comfortable with talking to a large group of people. So, and I've sat in classes uh, where I've given classes in 250 people at one time. So, I mean, that's, I'm not in my comfort zone when it comes to people and sharing what's in my my brain here. So so if people in the aggregate industry want to uh, contact a legend that wants to learn something, how do they find the legendary Bob Dahl? Well, right now I'm on LinkedIn, uh, which I, I, I tell you what, that's a great tool of, of marketing and advertisement. And um, I, you, I need think to put a profile, you need to put a profile picture on your LinkedIn. I, I, you know, people don't like ugly, you know. No, but they don't like nothing either. They'd rather, <laughs> they're going to accept ugly, but they don't like nothing. Uh, oh, oh, should I say old and ugly? You know, they can contact me through LinkedIn. Um, is probably when I'm on the most, um, and also Adoric products. You know, being involved in the aggregate business, you know, I, my name is known. And I think my legacy is that, you know, he, this man has a lot of knowledge, he's trustworthy, and there's a lot of respect. What I can tell the younger generation that's coming out these days is, number one, if you don't know the damn answer, go find it. 
And because respect comes with that. Right. And I've earned it. You know, my name, I, I think my name is a brand, right? We're all and a brand. No, seriously. You know, I'm it, serious. I am serious. You're each, every one of us, our own personal piece, our own personal identity is a brand all on its own. Yeah. And some are more popular and, and carry more weight than others. I mean, Tom Brady is a Tom Brady's a brand, whether you like it or not. That's right? exactly right. And, you know, when I go to these trade shows, uh, walk into an account and, you know, they know my name and they know that they can trust the person or re and they respect the person that comes in. That that right there means a lot to me more That's than anything. Awesome. Nope. And you demonstrate it every day. And um, I appreciate that a lot. I appreciate what you're doing for your employer, uh, what you're doing for the industry. Um, and the willingness to share and um, keep doing the amazing things and teaching people because they got to they got to know. Right. You showed me that book from 1946 or whatever it was with all the paperwork and all those other things in it. It it hasn't it hasn't changed. It's just in a different format. And it's like, OK, why? The, why are we getting away from the basics to be better at, you know, sorting rocks? Right? Why? Why are we getting away from the basics and trying to get away from the tried and true? just because, and and you're bringing that back to people so they can be successful. You know, the old way is never forgotten. You know, there's history behind everything, right? Right. So, so, and I think the history of screening rock is, has really never changed. One of the, the, the number one industry, well, the num number one manufacturer of what we do, Brad, and I'm not going to mention their name, uh, some of the young engineers asked me a question, what has changed in my industry uh, being involved in 44 years? And I told them nothing. And I said, the end result is, you know, getting a specification, you know, at the highest efficiencies that you can actually produce the material at. I said, sure, the media may have, have changed, but the outcome has never changed. Right. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It is. So, um, so LinkedIn and at Durex Products. Um, Steve, you got anything for Mr. Bob Dahl before we uh, head no, out? No, it was a pleasure. Steve, it was a pleasure. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry you had to put up with Brad at the time, you know? Uh, you know, I mean, we all have to do things we don't like to do. And, you know, I guess there's some days we just have to, you know, give, give the guy a chance. Yeah. Some days. Yeah, you know, I'm giving him a chance. I t you know, talking about kudos here, you know, you, you look at a, a man that I met for the first time back in February, right, man? Yep. And part of, you know, I'm a black and white person. Sometimes I say things that people don't like, but, again, that's the honorary side coming out of me. Um, but if I don't speak or say what I mean the first time, you know, after that, doesn't matter. I mean, everything that I say, you know, I mean it. Thank you for coming on today's show. Thank, Thank you. you for sharing your experiences. Thank you for being open and honest. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon, Mr. Bob Dahl, the legendary aggregate industry extraordinaire. Extraordinary. The man, the myth, the legend. So thank you. Thank you, Brad. Steve, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Take Bob. care of that, man. Well, we'll try. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS, brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching, Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Herta. 
please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue-collar businesses strong for generations to come.